0: times people go to prayer and they will tell god everything they need they talk about everything all their want lists, their future their visions and plans but they never take time to listen to god they never take time to hear him and see what he has to say then they say god never talks to me we're going to talk about this on this next podcast thank you for listening to life is jesus christ with sean paul make sure you subscribe to stay connected We pray your life in Christ be supercharged with today's message. Hello, Sean Paul here with Life is Jesus Christ. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone that takes time to listen to the radio message, podcast, YouTube video, wherever this may be playing. I greatly appreciate you doing that. You know, we've been on this series about developing intimacy with God and it's going to be a long series. I've told you that over and over. I don't even see when the uh, when it's going to end, but it's going to be a long series. But I believe it's going to be a massive blessing to your life. I am so excited to share God's word with you about developing intimacy with God. And I can tell you this too. As doing this, as developing this and studying it and writing it out, I can tell you that God has shown me a lot of great things and he's made a lot of changes in my life as well. So I believe this is going to be a continual blessing in your life. You know, we're still talking about prayer, um, and so we're going to be talking about practicing in prayer, listening to God, allowing Him to speak to your heart and reveal His will and direction for your life. I promise you, God definitely wants to speak to you, but you have to be willing and wanting to listen. Uh, Sometimes some people won't want to listen for various reasons, and some, they're scared that He's going to tell them to do something that he, they don't want it do, but I'm telling you, it's better to live a life in following God's plan. There's no other life. You know, I shared it before and I'll share it again. I've given up um, a life twice. Uh, I was in Iowa. I, I had a business. I was very successful in Iowa. And God says, move back to Kentucky. See, uh, we grew up in Iowa, but we went. In the, uh, I went in the military. My wife and I lived in Kentucky. We got out of the military and we kind of felt like, hey, what's the natural thing to do? we go uh, back to where we came from, which was Iowa. And uh, in time, God said, no, you need to go back to Kentucky. So we went back to Kentucky. I left my business and um, I went back to Kentucky and established a business there. And in time, God said, I want you to move to the mission field. And I'll tell you, I gave up two great careers following the path of God. And I am I'm not heartbroken over it. I love my life here as a missionary. We'll be celebrating 10 years as missionaries in Central America. It's an amazing life. I love my life, and I love what God is doing with my life. So I always want to know the will, plan, and purpose for God for my life because I just believe that when I'm in God's vein, so to speak, His path, His purpose for my life, there's blessings, peace, joy, you know, our marriage, we're going on 37 years of marriage, just amazing marriage that we have. Our children are wonderful, married, have uh, uh, we have grandkids. So, you know, I just look at my life and say, there's no other type of life to live. So, you know, learning to hear l- the Lord and and how he leads you takes time and practice. You know, you may be a young believer in Christ, you may be new at this, you may have given your life to Jesus Christ recently, and, you know, you're kind of uh, delving into uh, being led by the Spirit of God. and I can tell you again, after 33 years of doing this, I'm still trying to figure it out. you know I'm not um, you know I, I definitely feel like I am following the path of God for my life. I yes, there's been some times I've taken the wrong turn I had to do a u-turn but I just believe that that the more and more that you learn to practice and and listen to to the Spirit of God as He leads and guides you, I, I believe in my heart, you're going to know in in time, you're going to be able to say, nope, that was not God. Yes, that is God. You know, there's a minister of the gospel, Mike Murdoch. Um, I've read a couple of his books. Great minister of the gospel. He lives down in, uh, I believe, Denton, Texas, uh, and just a, a wonderful man of God. Uh, and I always, like I said, enjoy reading his books. But he says something. One of the hardest things to do as a believer in Christ is knowing and hearing uh, the will of God, and, and when God is speaking to you, you have to sort it out amongst other things, like other distractions, other things that is is more or less screaming in your face, so sort to of speak, and say, no, no, this way, this way to go. But, you know, we just got to learn to silence those things, uh, keep those things quiet, and say, no, this is the way God leads and guides me, and I'm going to follow this direction. And, you know, I've just learned to practice that, and I can tell you this, I have just learned I, I've seen more and more success in my life as far as falling the planet of God. But again, 33 years, I'm still learning how to do it. And just don't be discouraged. Don't quit, don't quit in doing so. Just get back up. It's kind of like riding a bike. you know, you're gonna fall down, uh, scrape your knee, bruise your bruise your knee and and you know maybe even scrape up your elbow, but just get back up on the bike and keep on riding. You know, as time goes by, you will learn uh, more and more that how God is leading, guiding you. And so, we're going to talk about a few ways. I've already shared this many times in the podcast, but it's always good to kind of refresh uh, uh, how God will lead and guide you. So, the still small voice. You know, I look at like this. You know, we have a conscience before Christ and after Christ. You know, meaning before we gave our lives to Christ and after we gave our life to Christ. There's that conscience. It it speaks to us, okay? Before Christ, we were on our own. It was just our minds, our soul, our spirits were dead. You know, uh, our spirits were not alive in Christ, and so we did not have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So basically, it was your mind, and that, again, it's your conscience that would speak to you, and you would be guided by your conscience. And, you know, if you're obviously not giving your life to Christ, uh, you're living your life in the flesh. Your flesh is telling your uh, your mind, "Hey, this is what I want. This feels good. This seems right." So that's how you that's how you led your life before Christ. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are newborn. You're a newborn creature in Christ. Uh, you you have a new birth. You're you're like I said, you're a new creature in Christ. So now your spirit is alive. The Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. Your spirit speaks to your mind. And, that's, and again, it's still that conscience, so sort to of speak. So that's how God will speak to you is in a still, small voice. Now, I'm not saying that God talks to me all the time in a still, small voice, but I'm just telling you, there's some times where it's, again, it's just a quiet, still, small voice that he will speak to me. But then there's sometimes like an authoritative still, still, small voice where it's like, whoa, okay, I get it. I understand And I remember I was walking through the store probably about three months ago. And, you know, I'm kind of wrestling around with some things in my mind, you know, in my heart about what I believe that God is leading and guiding me in. And I had a thought. I had a thought in my mind. And it was it really was. It was it was a thought that I just said, I don't believe that. And and all of a sudden it was just like a strong correction uh, where God, it was kind of like an offense to him that. You know, I think it wasn't like, I don't believe God. What it was like, I don't believe that this is occurring in my life. This is like his plan or purpose. That's kind of what I was trying, what I'm saying. And it was like a strong, like an offense, like how dare you think that and say that, you know, in your heart. And so it was so strong. It got my attention. It shook me. So again, there's that authoritative, still small voice. And then there's that soft, still small voice. Um, there's times like, you know, you might be thinking like, you know, I, I really feel like this is the direction God has me going. And all of a sudden, yes, that is the direction I'll have you going. See, that's a still small voice. And I know some people might be listening to this right now that don't even know the Lord and say, you're crazy. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I've been doing it for 33 years and I know when God's speaking to me, I know that type of, I know that relationship that I have. And so um, it's real. It Trust me, it's definitely very real. I've seen God uh, lead and guide me in some very in-your-face, like, hey, this was God. And so, um, again, it's just something I've learned to practice and follow. Another way that uh, we are led by the Spirit of God is through the Word of God. You know, I always say the Word of God is is the love letters to us as believers in Christ. I mean, the Bible says that the Word of God is inspired by God, by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God led and guided men to write the Word of God. Amen? So those, those that is written truth. You know, the Word of God, uh, the, the Bible says that Jesus is the Word. Amen? So what I'm saying is is that is alive. The Word of God is alive and real, and it will guide and lead you in all areas of your life. Is there some gray areas? Absolutely, but you've got to then obviously say, okay, this situation I'm dealing with is not necessarily in the Word, but I can grab this scripture, this scripture, this scripture, and this, put it together, and I can come to a conclusion through the Spirit of God, this is the direction, this is the way that I should go. Now, also too, um... You know, in in certain situations, you know, you're going to need to run to the Word. I mean, I always say you got to read the Word of God daily, but there's times that you're going to say, this is the situation I'm dealing with. How do I deal with it? And I'll give you one situation. Years ago in our church, we had a situation with a a, a couple in the the church, and we both had babies at the same time. Uh, My wife, they both, the wives had babies, and uh, so... They had a food bank at the church and they needed, uh, they were giving out formula and that couple needed the uh, formula. And so um, all of a sudden one day the formula was gone and uh, then immediately they accused us of taking all the formula and we didn't even take the formula. We didn't even need the formula, meaning we went and bought our own formula. We did not have to go to the food bank. And so, um, you know, I understood that they were upset. I get that. But I didn't know how to react to this situation because, again, I'm like, we didn't touch the formula. So in the Word of God, it talks about how we should pray for our enemies. And I'm not saying they were our enemies. They were actually our friends, you know, people that we loved and cared about. And so um, so it says, pray for your enemies, but also pour hot coals on their head. And so it's not like I'm wanting to pour uh, hot coals on their head, but what I'm saying is, is what what could I do? How could I respond to this situation in the way that Jesus would respond? So as reading the word and dealing with it and praying about it, you know what I did? We went to Walmart and bought a bunch of formula. And so we went to their house, knocked on their door and said, hey, look, you know, we just heard that you guys uh, are in need some formula. So, just we just wanted to bless you guys. And literally, she just broke down crying. So, after that situation, I mean, God was able to use that and just bless our relationship. And we just continue to have a great relationship in the Lord. And again, it's about following the Word of God. We need to read the Word, we need to allow the Word of God to lead and guide us in the way that we should go and how we should handle certain situations in our life. I mean, and again, you know. I know for some of those people that are listening to my podcast, some of this is getting to definitely be some review here. And then the other one would be through peace. You know, it's an inner witness. Philippians four, six, seven says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. So as you're living in Christ, you should be following peace. And I, I, I was talking to my daughter about that the other day, and she was just going through a situation. I said, baby, you got to allow the peace to follow you in this situation. And I'm just telling you right now, you're not feeling that peace. you got to stop and wait on God and allow him Uh, to work in this situation and because she did do that she was able to see God work in her life so see it's so important that we follow peace do not violate peace if you're looking at maybe making a car purchase you know and you're looking at it and I remember years ago making a car purchase I I was talking to my wife the other day and I said what you know because you know we've been married 37 years so we had several cars and so uh I said to my wife, I said, what was the best car that you, or no, the worst car that you think we had? And immediately we both knew right away, we both said that van, that custom van. And so, see, years ago, there was this uh, organization called Promise Keepers. I don't know if they're still around, but it was a men's organization where we would gather, go to stadiums, worship God, hear God's word, just amazing time to be together. And... Um, so it was my turn, to sort of speak, to drive, uh, you know, the, the team or group of guys to this meeting. And I believe we were going to Kansas City. And so, you know, I wanted to be the big shot. I had this uh, goofy uh, mom uh, minivan, you know, it wasn't cool for, the, for, for a dad to, to drive that. And so I wanted a custom van. You know, nowadays, they really don't have those things. I mean, obviously, they're still on the road, but, you know, they're just big and bulky and but I wanted that custom band. I wanted the TV, the whole nine yards. I I didn't even listen to God. You know, and i again I'll admit it. I didn't even listen to God. I didn't I didn't even check in with him to see if the piece meter was uh you know hitting green. No, I would probably say if I really checked in, it would have been hitting red like ding ding ding. Do not buy this. So anyway, I went and bought this custom band. It was the worst band that we ever had, it was not brand new. Um, It was a used custom van, and it was the worst vehicle that we ever had. So I'm just saying, even when you're making purchases, I don't care how small it may be. You might think it's only a couple hundred bucks. Who cares? It it matters. It matters to God. So see, I believe if I would have checked in with God, he would have said, do not buy this van. But see, then I had to get out of that van. I was upside down in that van. But thank God he led me to somebody, uh, you know, probably about six to eight months later. Uh, and and th- it was a dealership. And the guy just basically said, hey, look, man, I'm going to help you out. He did. He said, but you got to drive this car until the wheels fall off to get out of this situation. And, he, and, and we did. That's what we did. We ended up uh, driving it until the wheels almost did fall off. But we gave it away to another family that was a blessing to them. And uh, we got out from underneath that. But see, it's so important that you follow peace in your life. And again, if if you don't have that peace, something's just like, mm, no, and that's you, like, mm, this ain't right. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Stop right there. Don't move forward. And you know, also, too, in a traffic light, there's a green light, red light, but also there's a yellow light. I think sometimes God will caution us we need to stop, But it's a caution. It's not saying you can't do it. It's just like, don't go about it this way. This isn't the right way to handle the situation. So I'm just telling you, those are three areas that I've witnessed and I've seen where God, uh, you know, has spoken to me and how he leads me. And again, still small voice, authoritative, authoritative, still small voice and a quiet, still small voice. It's your conscience, so to speak. God is using your conscience to lead and guide you. The word of God, and then through peace, and then also, you know, it's not on my uh, it's not on my notes, but might as well go ahead and throw this one in there. Um, he also leads us by spiritual leaders, your pastor, uh, uh, you know, uh, elders, people in your church, you know, people that are wise, people that are, um, you know, uh, been serving the Lord a long time, and you know what my heart my heart breaks for those that are listening or those that are obviously not necessarily listening, but they say, well, you know, I don't want church. I don't need church. I don't need a pastor. All they want is your money, blah, blah, blah. You know, my heart breaks for those individuals. You know, I've shared before and I'll share again. You know, I've been doing this for 33 years. I've been connected to the same church for 33 years. Yes, we gave our life to Christ uh, at that church in Kentucky, uh, Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, and then we did move away three years or three months later because I got out of the military, I just said. But we moved back, but we stayed connected during that time. And uh, so again, ever since we moved back, I'm still connected to them to this day. And I still call my pastor and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm chewing on this. I, I just want some direction. I just want to see if you got some wisdom and insight on that. You know, you know, there, there's a lot of people say, "Ah, you don't need to do that. You you know, the Holy Spirit's inside. He can lead and guide you. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with checking in on someone that loves you and praying over your life. You know, when we moved to the mission field, um, you know, once my wife and I made that decision to say, hey, yes, this is God. He's calling us to the mission field. First appointment we made was to talk to our pastors. We sat them down, shared with them and said, hey, look, we 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 believe that the Lord has called us to move to the mission field this October and we just run it, uh, run it past you. They celebrated. They knew that God was calling us to the mission field. They were forced for 100 percent. But at the same time, I can say this. There's times that I would uh, there was a situation that I was getting frustrated Uh, And trying to get into the ministry, I don't recommend you try to get into the ministry. I believe that God will open those doors for you. But, you know, I was, again, trying, sort of speak, pushing. I knew I had a call on my life. Um, And so I wanted to open up a church probably about 20, 30 minutes away from our existing church. And my pastor called me in his office. He ripped me a good one from up and down, uh, you know, and said, hey, look, If that's what you want to do, you need to leave right now, but you're going to resign from this church. And, you know, some would say, hey, that's so harsh. You know what? I praise God he did that because he saved my life. He saved my spiritual walk with God. He saved me years of frustration, of embarrassment, and so forth. And guess what? I chose to listen to my pastor, and guess what? It was probably about maybe two or three years later, we went to the mission field. So, see, it— It was that caution light. It was the caution light through my pastor to say, look, I get it, Sean. You want to answer the ministerial call in your life, but this is not the right time, and this is not the right way. You are not called to be a pastor. You're not called to open up a church. So see, it's so important to have spiritual leadership over your life, and if you're listening and you don't have a church and you don't have a pastor over your life, I highly recommend That you do so, because I'm just telling you, that is God's design plan, and we could chew on that for a long time, but we are going to cover that in a podcast later on. We're going to discuss that. Now, we are short on time, but let's go ahead and dive into uh, different forms of prayer. What are different forms of prayer? One is petition. Another one is thanksgiving. Another one is confession. Another one is intercession and that be it. So those are the different types of prayer that we can pray unto God. Amen? So let's just go ahead and dive in the first one, and then we'll pick up on that uh, when we come back on the next podcast. So it is uh, petition is a type of prayer where the person praying asks God for help with specific need or situation. The prayer petition is a common way that believers can communicate with God and seek his will for their lives. Now, I always 100% minister and say, you must enter in prayer time with the right attitude, right heart. I always examine my attitude before God. You know, a lot of people have this propensity to say, daddy, God, you know, there's these shirts where it says uh, Jesus is my homeboy, whatever it is. But I just think that's just a little bit too loose. Yes, I believe that my father loves me. I believe that my father God wants to have a relationship with me. But I don't treat God like he's just some, you know, some big guy up in the sta- or up in the sky or, or whatever people say. I just, I, I stay away from that type of stuff. Because I always believe that we need to go into prayer with uh, the fear of the Lord in our heart. Again, fear the whore. Fear of the Lord is not hiding behind something because you're scared or whatever. But fear of the Lord is an honor, a respect to who he is. You have that honor, and respect to who he is. So I always examine my attitudes. And yes, sometimes I might pipe up and say something a little sharp that I shouldn't have. But I'll pull back quickly and I'll say, God, I repent of that. I should not have said it that way. I know you love me, Father God. I know you want to help me with this uh, situation. I know I'm frustrated in this situation. So see, uh, and then the other thing too is, you know, you know, it's just like, kind of like, do you have this massive long list and you're just kind of giving, giving God all your demands and you're done? You know, I just try to stay away from stuff like that. You know, God knows my needs. And yes, I do believe in that we should pray for our needs, but is that your whole entire relationship that you have with God? So it's a give and take type relationship. It's a, a, a communion, a conversation that I believe that we should be having you know it is requests made uh, to god for assistance guidance intervention you know it is an expression of faith um, and trust in god's ability to provide for our needs and help us through our difficult times so yes we are going to god we are saying god these are my needs we are we are going to god saying hey look god i'm i'm in a situation on my job i need your help in this situation You know, God, I need help in my marriage or God, I need wisdom and guidance in in raising my children. You know, these are some things that I'm going through with my kids. See, those are fine, but then stop, stop and say, okay, God, I, you know, I need your help as a parent to to raise my children. And these are some situations I'm going through. Can you help me? And if you can't see me because you're not watching the video, I'm zipping my lip. I'm more or less saying, quiet now listen read the word look up some scriptures about raising children and then then watch what happens the lord will start guiding you and giving you wisdom and insight on how to be a better parent how to deal with this situation with your child i promise you if you just zip the lip and allow him to speak and he will you will gain that wisdom and insight. Well, hey, we're uh, at that time. We need to close. We're going to pick up this uh, next time. We're going to uh, continue on with petition um, and the different types of prayer. So let's just go ahead and pray uh, before you go. Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray for everyone that is listening. I praise you and thank you for them. I thank you that that they are tuning in on radio, YouTube, podcast, whatever it may be. Father God, I thank you that you're using these messages to help change people's lives. Touch them. Bless them, Father God. Bless them aboundably, Father God. Help them see that these messages are changing their lives. And I just thank you, Father God, that that your, your hand is over their lives. In Jesus' my name, amen. And then, as always, let's go ahead and pray for those that are listening that doesn't know God. Father, I just pray for all those that are listening right now that doesn't necessarily know you and have a relationship with you. I pray that these messages are challenging them, and I pray that they are looking to you and saying, Lord, I need you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me in my sins. Come into my heart through the Holy Spirit and help me live a life in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you so much, and uh, stay tuned. We have more messages coming on Developing Intimacy with God. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Sean Paul here, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. My heart is that you find the life Jesus Christ has for you, that you truly become fulfilled in Him. And make sure you subscribe and stay tuned because we have a lot more coming. God bless you.